some excitement and some quiet. We're having some fun. And why we're so bad at playoff predictions. This is the 108 Stitches podcast. We're back. It's been a while, actually. It's been, We wanted to wait till the division series to get done before we recorded again. But we, re- we recorded we a... Uh, we recorded a focus episode based off of like our awards. We, we did the, mention on the last podcast that the next thing coming out would be the awards show, but that was we really goofed up that episode. Yeah, so we're, we'll shit, re-record it and it'll come out. But like we were watching Game One of Braves Cardinals, and that took most of our attention instead of talking. Yep. Like it and was we just we didn't prepare, and we should have. It was pretty crap. So instead of putting that out there. We decided just to hold off. But we'll, we'll do something like that before award season, though. We'll drop something like that. We'll focus in on that. Also, fun fact, I'm a Sigza dog right now. So if you hear me coughing, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you look better than you've been in the past couple days, but you still look white as a ghost, Chief. Yeah, I know. So I'm losing. I'm, I don't know. It it sucks. I I hate being sick Oh, so my. Much, wait. You know what I just realized? What? We're on the same shirt. Yeah, we are wearing the same shirt. <laughs> uh, that's not something I should say on a podcast because, like, they can't see our shirts, but we are wearing <laughs> the same shirt, and I just realized that. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, just want to say sorry for not posting in a while. Um, we did want to record sometime this week, but I've just been – I had a 101.3 fever on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And sitting through a two-hour lecture – Oh my god, that was like the worst thing. Yeah, in the you whole didn't world. look good at all. That was. That I didn't was a feel one. good. That was a rough one, yeah. And even going to class, I I was like, yeah, I'll go to the library, I'll study for the midterm. And then we got to class, and I was like, oh my god, this is the worst <laughs> thing in the whole world, dude. The moment you sat down, you just like looked shot and so disinterested, and I'm like, wow, he's fucking, yeah. like, he's dead. The only thing that was keeping, I'm surprised I didn't fall. I totally, totally just kind of fell asleep. The only thing that was keeping me awake was the Cards-Braves game that we'll get into eventually. We'll dive into that. But we wanted to unpack the ALDS first because there's a little bit less to talk about there. The NL was definitely a lot more exciting. There was yeah. more clutch factors in the both NL series in yeah. comparison to the AL. So let's let's dive into the, one, the simple one, which I know you probably have a lot to say, as always. I mean, I'm going to try to Yankees, keep it simple. Yankees-Twins. I'm going to try to keep it simple. Um. It's not, I don't think the Yankees steamrolled the Twins for the most. I mean, they definitely the Yankees definitely had the upper hand, but like. Well, I mean, the only thing, and I listened to um, CC's podcast today, mm-hmm. but CC wasn't on it, so it was Ryan Rucco and David Cohn, and they both said, which it really stuck out to me too, throwing a rookie game two. Twins don't have much. I, mean. I know, but. <laughs> and he pitched well for them throughout the season. He pitched well. I mean, he did, but I, I think if another team was in that situation where they had not the best pitching and someone p- was pitching well for them, they kind of want to ride that wave. If that makes sense, right? And I, I get that, but it was just it was bold, especially throwing away too. You know? Yeah, I get that, but you know, at the same time, when you're lacking in the pitching department, yeah, you have to do something. I mean. I think they would have been more screwed if they threw Jake Odorizzi game two and lost. Yeah. Because now your back is really against the wall and you don't have as big of a fighting chance. Yeah, no, I feel that. 
So I, um, I understand why they threw him game two and why Odorizzi I mean, was throwing game three. I don't think I'd say steamrolled, but the Yankees won 10-4, to 8-2, to two, and 5-1. to one. So, I mean... They, they took care of business. Yeah, Here's the thing. Did. I don't want to discredit the Twins, though. Twins yeah. had a great year. The bats were there. Twins did they, have a really Their good whole year. lineup had double-digit home runs. Most of them were in the 20-pluses. You could say juiced balls, but there is a lot of genuine power in that one. One thing that I... The two big things that I took away from the series, the Yankees were extremely patient in their at bats. I don't know. Stanton was very patient. He was the one that really stood out to me, patience wise. Like he took three curveballs in a row down and away for balls Mm. and worked the count. I've never seen him do that before. I mean, that you have in the playoffs as a batter, you got to really work pitchers, work counts. Like playoffs are a much different game than regular Mm -hmm. season. Like, Regular season, you strike out on three curveballs, like, not that, like, you're obviously not going to be happy, but, like, it's whatever. But in playoffs, you strike out three curveballs, like, that you know are going to be balls that you should be, like, waiting on. It's a lot different. Like, to have, you need a lot more patience in the postseason because Uh, every, every little thing can matter because it could turn into a big thing if you fuck it up. It it was very interesting to watch. And the second thing is defense. Yankees defense. Especially in that game three, just completely took the like the fans' life away. I felt like they made so many good plays that should have been hits mm-hmm. or should have advanced the runners. It was it was really and interesting. I, I want to give a little credit to Severino here too because he yeah. worked out of that bases loaded jam in uh, game three and is starting the second. Yeah, inning. I and was really impressed by. There that. There were two innings that he worked out of. Yeah, I was very impressed with how he pitched in general, and I'm. He went like what four innings for the Yankees? Yeah, yeah. that's what I kind of pegged take. him at. Yeah, he, yeah, he had himself a very good outing. I was actually pretty impressed. Yeah. But I, I just want to mention this before we jump away from the topic. Yep, the ball Eddie Rosario hit in Game Three, where it was all the way up in the zone and outside, and yep. he pulls it yep. for a double. That, that was, was insane. Like, it wasn't even like it was a good pitch. That's pure. That's a fastball up and away to a lefty, and he pulls it. It wasn't even in the zone up and away. It was like way uh, wait, up. And it away. was like hold on, let me stand up real quick. It was like a little bit shoulder height, maybe a little bit yeah. higher. And he just went up and got it and pulled it. Do you know how strong you have to I be? I thought to that do was that? a home run. Dude, like if it if it was at Yankee Stadium, it's a home run. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of things are home runs at Yankee Stadium, <laughs> but no, like it blows my mind how genuinely strong you have to be to do that. Yeah, and the reaction time, like this is going to be a much different topic. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole right now, but like you have to be so strong and so mentally in it to play baseball. Yeah, you really, especially in the playoffs. Oh yeah, playoffs are its own animal. Like, yeah, that's why it's so much fun. Also, I just got to apologize. I'm really in like a very <laughs> wanting to dive in like mood today. Like I, I won't get into the specifics, but like I'm in a one of those moods. So facts. I, I um, apologize. Yeah, not not too much more to say about Yankees Twins. I mean, it was a nice, easy series to watch. I didn't have to worry a lot. Um, That's the Yankee fan perspective. <laughs> as the baseball fan perspective, as the unbiased uh, as, opinion as, here. As the baseball fan perspective, it was a boring series. I mean, it had its good. It, it had its little moments that made it Didi's cool. Didi's grand slam was insane. Was his bat flip a bat flip? Or, I mean, technically, if you want to get into the terms of a bat flip, no. Hmm. But if he did let go of the bat 
oh my god that would have been everywhere it would have been everywhere but like here's the thing like don't, i'm not going to discredit dd and the grand slam and stuff but i think there's a difference between doing a bat flip for the show like he was kind of going to do yeah and having the bat flip because you're in the moment like right. jose batista in the moment yeah like i don't think he was just planning i think he hit that home run in 2015 and was just like fuck yep. it and threw the bat like the in the moment bat flips are the more iconic ones like i'm not saying dds wouldn't have been iconic but like i feel like next year we're not going to think about it you know yeah no definitely definitely um now let's hop into astros rays this was a very interesting series which i like wow you know the Rays. i want to give a lot of credit to the race because yeah, they put too. up a very good fight the astros but have an insane team the, the astros really showed that they are the super team yep they really showed that in every regard and mm-hmm. game five proved that yep. like not only did garrett cole pitch amazingly which wait game two we watched that game that was such a garrett good game cole, to watch 15 strikeouts through seven and two thirds unbelievable yeah. he and he then was the astros almost blew it right at that's the end that's true yeah and i i was talking to you about this as the game was going on like they brought in ozuna in the eighth and i looked at you and i'm like hey like this is a bad move. I'm I'm very traditional in the mindset of a closer is one inning and one inning only. Yep. Remember when Chapman was traded to the Cubs and, and they overworked, overworked him? him? Yeah. Yep. He, I remember 2016. They brought him in Game Seven in like the sixth inning, and yeah. his fastball was not touching. And he did upper a bunch 90s. of two outs, uh, six out saves too. Yeah. You, I don't think a closer should be doing that. You're like, you can pitch a closer, you know, 80 games out of the year. I think if you let him go one inning. Like you, they'll still be dominant. But you so, pitch them for half the season, and they'll still be dominant. But if you give them more innings, here's the thing, though. We've talked about the Astros bullpen, how it's really not bad at all. It's not bad. It just doesn't have the big names. But here's what sticks out to me. Like obviously, Astros took games one and two, but they the the fact alone that they went to Azuna for six outs. It was four outs. Four outs, sorry. Four outs. They went to for four outs instead of just bringing another reliever. That's like, eh, maybe, but you don't really read into it. But the fact that when Grinky pitched and you had to tap into your bullpen then, that the Astros, uh, that the Rays completely, the Rays scored a lot of runs in the two games that they were home. They I'm did, sure. and I think that's just a lot of showing home field advantage, right? right. How drastically important home field advantage is. Okay, so ten to three and four to one. Mm-hmm. So I guess game four, you only scored four runs. Mm-hmm. Verlander pitched. Well, also. Verlander was also on short rest, right? So, I mean, granted, Verlander is one of the elite, but but he's Eric on short Cole rest. Cole was on short rest last night, and well, eh, I mean, sh- short. No, he had day off, two games, day off. Four. That's that's normal rotation. That's yeah. four days off. So he um, was he was at his normal rotation spot. He was. That was just incredible. Garrett Cole watch. is going to become a very rich man this offseason. Did you watch the video that I just sent you on Instagram, like right before you came here? No, because I got out of class and came here. Glass now tipped his pitches to the Astros last night. Really? Not on, not on purpose, but there's John Boy, who I love watching. Mm-hmm. He's I, I like him. It was like, like a three too. to four minute video. If his glove was up, it was a fastball. Like when he was, like getting his grip. Yeah. And if it was below the letters, it was a curveball. Like eighty percent of the time, and there, because Kem, I feel like we always shadow Kem. Kem last night, um, texted me because 
I was dead in my bed last night. I was mm-hmm. not watching the game really until the end. But he was like, yeah, like the it's weird. All the Astros are whispering to each other. I'm like, what do you mean? They're probably just like, that's normal. He was like, no, like the commentators are like talking about it. I'm like, oh, maybe they tipped like they have the signs or something. But there's in the video of John Boy, it literally shows Bregman like pull Correa aside after he scores. Mm-hmm. Like Bregman's at bat, and you'll see it in the video, was so like it proves it. Because by the time it got to him, they already knew that it was a thing. And maybe before the game, they were briefed like, hey, this could possibly happen, so look out for it. And then when it was happening, Bregman, the first pitch that he got, Glasnow had his glove low, which meant curveball. And Bregman literally didn't even load for the pitch. He knew it was a first pitch curveball. He even load, just took it, and it was a ball, which was like he knew that pitch was coming. Dude. And then when he scored, <coughs> excuse me, when he scored, he went to Correa and like basically whispered to Correa, like, hey, this is happening, so look out for it. So like it, it wasn't so – exaggerated everything where it was a hundred percent but it was enough to where they can score it was enough to where they can score four runs in one inning you know Mm. see as you're telling that like i'm sitting here thinking like i absolutely love how much strategy there is in baseball yep like it's you have to pick up that stuff on the fly and Mm -hmm. stuff like that's it's crazy how you have to adapt not gonna lie i loved looking at the other coaches signs especially as a coach Mm -hmm. Just to see what they were doing. Also, something I observed that I didn't mention to you at all as we were watching the Astros games, every time you saw A.J. Hinch talk on the bench, mouth was always covered in some way, shape, or form. Or he he had something blocking the cameras, like, to actively be aware of, like, dude, that's crazy. That's one thing, and, like, you see it on the field sometimes, like, obviously the classic talking to the pitcher and Mm -hmm. catcher, you cover your mouth. Or sometimes when you get on base, I see, like, just the thought in my head, I've seen Judge do it when he gets on first base. He's talking to the guy on first, mm-hmm. covering his mouth. He doesn't want people to see what he's saying. Yeah. That's not strategy. The fact that A.J. Hinge is doing it, though, is completely like, all strategy. Last night, he was talking to Garrett Cole, and he made sure, like they showed the camera in the dugout, and A.J. Hinge made sure he was behind Garrett Cole. And at one point, Cole was just like standing there talking. And I don't know if maybe Hinge said something, but then immediately, Cole just covers his mouth. Yeah. And I'm like... There's so much strategy going on here. AJ Hinch is so smart, and it's funny because mm-hmm. he managed in Oakland. No, he played in Oakland. I want to say he managed in Arizona okay. before he became the manager of the Diamondbacks, and and not uh, before he became the manager of the Astros. And like mm-hmm. he was an okay manager, like he wasn't top tier. But yeah. now this dude and Grind, he's got a great team around him. But he looks like a he's genius. Insane. Yeah, I like, agree. I'm. I'm very impressed with him, and he's definitely... I'm impressed with Garrett Cole, Wait, honestly. I, I don't want to... I want to jump into the National League, but you brought up in Game 2 the comparison of the Patriots and the Astros. I did. And I, I did. just want to talk about this a little... I, I got to stop myself from going down the rabbit hole because we have other things to talk about. Yeah. But that was one of the most accurate comparisons I think I've heard. Mm-hmm. Just because in football, the Patriots are the team you love to hate. Mm-hmm. And like you, you either hate them or you love them. And they do all the crazy shit. Mm-hmm. They're and they wicked. can't be figured out. Yes, they can't like be figured. All out. of their trick plays that Belichick does. Mm-hmm. Belichick is known as that crazy coach mm-hmm. that like thinks of all this insane stuff that nobody would think about. Yeah, 
And like that one play, it might have been against the Colts. I forget who it was against, but how they lined up as like in an Gronk lined up as an ineligible receiver or something mm-hmm. like that. And like the other team didn't know. It's something crazy like that. Like all these insane plays that nobody would think about. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Astros. The Astros do kind of pull that stuff. The longevity isn't there. Well, base, baseball, football are very different sports. And that's why I kind of don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But like mentality wise and how they present themselves, the Astros are kind of the Patriots. Like yeah. you can make the argument that the Yankees are, but mm-hmm. the Yankees, I can't get behind that. But no, the Astros I, are the direct comparison. I brought it up. And the way, the reason why I brought it up is like the Astros for the past three, they've made the ALDS three years in a row. Well, They're, actually. Go back further. They made ALDS longer. Uh, ALCS, yeah. sorry. ALCS. Like 2015, they made ALDS, but right. lost to the Royals. ALCS, three years in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Patriots have had the longevity of making playoffs for as long as Belichick has been in control. I yes. saw his stat last night watching the game. He's like 230 in like 50 since he joined the Patriots. Yeah. Which is like absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But... I've, the Astros obviously haven't been that good for that long, but the fact that both teams, like the whole league, has no idea how to figure them out yet. Yeah. Like the whole thing with Astros pitching, there's definitely... They can take an average pitcher and make them great. Tr- look look at Garrett, Garrett Cole. Cole. Yeah, look at Garrett, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is... My opinion on him has changed, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you cannot look at the playoffs for... M- for MVP or for Cy Young voting. Mm-hmm. But I think in this case, because like you can't look at it because not all the teams make it, mm-hmm. but because it's either Cole or Verlander, I feel like you can look at the playoffs this year and be like Cole outperformed Verlander in the playoffs. Cole is the best pitcher in the playoffs. And right now the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. And you know, part of me is like, I wish I could watch Garrett Cole every five days yep. to experience that. 11 games in a row with 10 or more strikeouts. He's insane. He's literally insane. He's just But also, insane. I want to mention this, too, to before we wrap it up. Yeah. Back to that whole Patriots-Astros point. Alex Bregman is the Tom Brady of this team. Like, he's... Yeah. If you play baseball, you, like, notice he's the baseball douche that you don't like. Yep. Like, you, you, know, you know exactly what I mean. Like, if you've played baseball, there's, like the lines of baseball douchiness mm-hmm. and Alex Bregman tops out at that for sure. But like, if you're just a casual baseball fan, you're just either going to think he's an asshole or you just don't get it. Yeah. But if you play baseball, you know, he is the baseball douche. He is the Tom Brady of this team. Mm-hmm. I agree. So it's, it's insane. All right. NLDS. We had two very, these two series were so good and so radically different from what mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be. See, this is the first time I've been, as I said, I wasn't, really a huge overall baseball i used to be like just a yankee fan only really paid attention to the yankees for like most of my liking mm-hmm. and then 2017 i really just started to like like all of baseball you know it was the first time i did serious fantasy this is the first playoffs that i've literally wanted to watch every single game no matter who's playing like i i feel like we watched we watched a lot of baseball 85 percent of the games yeah we watched a lot of baseball not even including the yankees this past week and a half, we have watched a lot of baseball. Yeah. So, NLDS, let's start with the Dodgers and Nats. Okay. I Game five is the significant game. The first four games, like, not 
It's, wait, also, it's very awesome that three out of four series went to game five. Honestly, it was really cool that there were two days that four games were being played. Mm-hmm. You could have a day full of baseball. Yep. Now, for this first NLDS, like, I'm definitely like, there's definitely some significant stuff that happened games one through four, but mm-hmm. I really just want to talk about game five. Yeah, which, yeah, we can. Like, I, that was crazy. Yeah. Because this, this is where it gets me. This is where I'm getting really mind blown. Clayton Kershaw, one of the, if not the best pitcher of our generation, mm-hmm. best pitcher of the decade, can't perform in the postseason. Can't. And he knows it now. Yep. Like, in his post-game, like, conferences, he was talking. He's like, yeah, like, I just suck in the postseason. Like, he didn't directly it's, say it's that. Been- <laughs> but, like, he comes in in the seventh inning, which, listen, I get the guy's not a reliever. I get that. There's being a starter and being a reliever are two very different animals. I get that. See, but coming in and giving up back to back solo home runs, like I, I have to bring this up for a sec because I forgot to mention this. I'm sorry. I'm hopping back into the Astros Rays a little bit, but the whole thing, like when you trade, like trade deadline, you're trying to bolster your pen for the, for the way down and then the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. But like the Rays last night had about eight or nine different. I was just about to game. say it felt like every if you looked away from the TV for a second, the Rays had a new pitcher in. Yeah. that's how it felt. But I mean, the Dodgers don't have the best pen, mm-hmm. and it makes sense why they brought in Kershaw. Here, but, no, keep going because I have a, I have a point that I saw a tweet this morning I want to tell you about. But. Yeah, but like if you have a pen, why like as a Dodgers coach knowing that. Clayton Kershaw blows in the playoffs. Why bring him in in a serious moment when you have your whole bullpen? There's so, Walker Buehler pitched a beautiful game, mm-hmm. and then you're going to bring in Kershaw to close it out? History doesn't line up there. But like, two points I want to make. One, where was Kenley Jansen? Yeah, that's here, what I'm here, saying. Listen man. to this. I saw a tweet this morning. Kenley Jansen was used twice in the series. At one point when they had like a six-run lead, and another point where they were down four. He yeah. did not pitch a save situation. Yeah. Where was he game five? That's I don't want to I don't want to hear this thing about how he was unavailable because they had a day off in between. Yeah. I don't know if he pitched game four. I off the top of my head, I don't know if he pitched game four. But where was Kenley Jansen? And second, to the 10th inning, you're putting Joe Kelly out there for a second inning. Yeah. Joe Kelly did not have a good year. He in my opinion, he's not that great of a reliever. Why are you putting him out there for a second inning only to get blown up? Yep. Like makes no sense. I, I'm genuinely I gotta be careful what I say here because I like Dave Roberts as a manager, but I'm genuinely surprised and he, just he has a job right now. They're keeping him for yeah. next year. He he managed a terrible series. Yeah. And also I mean, imagine being a Dodgers fan. Like I, really. I was just about to say, I saw uh, ESPN put something out. Since twenty thirteen, the Dodgers have made the playoffs every year and they have lost they have not won anything. Like they yeah. just keep losing out. It's insane. It must suck to be a Dodgers fan. Like really though. Like, but that makes no. I mean, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm coughing like crazy. But I can see like the only reason why it would make sense to bring Kershaw in in that moment is if he actually does well. That's such a big confidence booster mm-hmm. and can totally just change everyone's thoughts. Like if he closes out that game, he's not known as a, as a. I mean, he will always ha- wait. Wait. You get what I'm trying to say. I though? get what you're trying to say, but I have a question for you. Yeah. 
is Clayton, when Clayton Kershaw retires, whenever that day comes, mm-hmm. is his legacy that he couldn't pitch in the postseason? Is that going to be his legacy? Yeah. That he couldn't pitch in the postseason, yeah. which that's a damn shame. Yeah. This guy was the best pitcher for this decade. Mm-hmm. One of the best pitchers. I'm, I don't know if I want to make the argument of the best because he did have some injuries, but one of the most dominant. Yeah. And his legacy is he couldn't get it done in the postseason. He's a great fantasy he'll, pitcher. He'll never get a ring because of it. Yep. That's that's what I say about uh, Drew Brees in football. He's a great fantasy quarterback. Yeah, he, Drew He's Brees, not going to win you anything. Exactly. But he's a great fantasy quarterback. Cause he well, he, he did win in um, 20... Right, right, right. Because they beat the Colts. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Wow, like, that... You just brought me down that road. <laughs> you just brought me back down a road of childhood trauma. <laughs> I remember that game. But, um... Anyway, where were we? We just we were talking. Okay, Kershaw. There's something else I wanted to say about Kershaw, and I I forget it. But let's keep talking because it's going to come back to me yeah, at yeah. some point. Let's just. It was just Howie Kendrick Grand Slam. He used to play for the Dodgers too. Like yep. that's a smack in the face, right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Like Howie Kendrick's always been slept on. I I liked Howie Kendrick. He had some great years when he was with the Angels and mm-hmm. stuff, but. Yo, very slept on. Good for the Nats, though, man. I mean, I mean, I know you're a Mets fan. I know you. Can't. As a Mets fan, I'm like, this is terrible because I think on the surface the Mets Nationals rivalry is like the closest one in the division. Yeah, like just you wouldn't be- say Mets Phillies. Ten years ago, absolutely. Ten years ago, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I hate, I still don't like the Phillies. Yeah, but like the peak of the rivalry was like '06 to '09, mm-hmm. and I absolutely hated the Phillies because yep. that's when. Like, Beltron would say shit about the Phillies. Utley comes back and say shits about the Mets and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's when there was a real rivalry. Mets-Nationals rivalry, I think, is there. Still, yeah. it's kind of fading out, but I think it's still there. But as a Mets fan, I'm like, well, shit, the Nationals are moving on. I don't want that. But as a baseball fan, I'm like, you know what? They have never performed in the postseason. They always lose out to, like, good for them. I don't want to see them go to the World Series personally because I'm a Met fan, but like, yeah. it would be it would be cool for baseball if they did. Like, that's my rational mindset. Something that Matt keeps saying, which is actually kind of funny. I mean, it's just it's awesome that they got this far already mm-hmm. for rubbing it in Bryce Harper's face. Yeah, if they do make it to the World Series, though, which honestly, like, if they were playing, I mean, they were playing the Dodgers to start. So if they make it past the Dodgers, that's already a step ahead. Like, mm-hmm. they could make it to the World Series. Yeah. Also, I saw I saw this photo this morning before we like jump off this topic or something like I just wanted to mention this. Uh, This was a big thing when it happened. But when Bryce Bryce Harper did his press conference for the Phillies when he signed, he was like, oh, yeah, and we're going to bring a title back to D.C. Like he goofed up what he said. Yeah. Yeah. The Nationals actually win this. He's going to become the biggest meme. Like it really. Oh, (laughs) my God. Yeah. We're going to bring a title back to D.C. Oh, I mean, I I mean, Philly. Like, dude. (laughs) It might actually happen. They have a realistic shot. So let's hop to Cardinals Braves. I now. have to raise my hand. I said it on the last podcast. I constantly have shit on the Cardinals all year, <laughs> and they continue to prove me wrong. And I'm happy they proved me wrong, but they really—it's so I gotta, funny. I gotta own up. I gotta own up at this point. Since I think the since we started the podcast, I. I remember the first episode, we like the first legitimate episode, the first half recap, I'm like, the Cardinals, I don't know how they're in this. They don't have the team. They don't have the pieces. They're going to get blown out of the water. Yep. Boy, was I wrong. NLCS bound. That's crazy. I'm, we'll Is that talk, game tonight? What's tonight? Yeah. I think so. 
Yeah, it's Friday, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it is Friday. It's tonight, yeah. Because wow. tomorrow's the ALCS. Wow. That... Just re- real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Never mind. Um, yeah, so Cards-Braves. First game we watched as we recorded our really crap podcast. Yes, yes. That, that was a good game. That was the one where Cardinals were winning, then uh, they the Braves almost came back. No, no, no. The Braves were winning, and the Cardinals came back. And then the Braves almost came back again. the Braves again. almost came back yeah. again, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... The whole series really shows the Braves' bullpen sucked. It shows the inexperience of the Braves, too. Yeah. You know? Yep. And listen, I'm telling you right now, this Braves team is going to be scary down the line. Yeah, definitely. Like, they're just so young right now. And they're trying to figure it out. And, like, that was always their biggest flaw. But, dude, their bullpen, they need to really up that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, the Braves legitimately had the opportunity to sweep. mm Mm-hmm. They really did. Think about that. If they, they don't really blow did. game one, they won two and three. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. That could have been an easy series. But I just want to give a quick shout-out. Adam Wainwright, the game he threw, it was game three. Yeah. The game he threw for being 37, 38 years mm-hmm. old. Like, that That was great for him. But then Carlos Martinez blows it. Yeah. Like, I really feel for Adam Wainwright because I can guarantee he was in that dugout and he was pissed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I can um, guarantee that. I've always liked Adam Wainwright. He's been a good pitcher. That was just a really fun series to watch, though. Mm-hmm. That, that was a lot of fun. And game five, you want to talk about shutting the fans up? No, Try I, scoring 10 runs in the first inning. Like, people in Atlanta must have been dude, like. Too bad we couldn't watch it happen. Oh, my God. But I was sitting in class and I literally. Looked down on my phone, and it said nine nothing mm-hmm. top first. And I was like, I had to like do a double take. Yeah, I was sitting next to you, and like you just wrote it in your notebook in the corner for me to see. And I looked over, and you said nine nothing top first Cardinals, and I'm like, wait. Yeah, and like then, I I genuinely thought like you just wrote something wrong, and then you then later you made ten nothing, and I'm like, oh, this is actually because they actually real. scored ten. Mm-hmm. I did you see what made it ten though? I feel like I've definitely saw it on like it was the, like a really plays. sad it was like an error mm-hmm. or or something it was like a really sad play mm-hmm. but um it was just it was crazy I uh, my jaw literally dropped I don't know if our professor saw it or not <laughs> I, I was so shocked to see that they were up ahead by that much mm-hmm. and I just knew it was over yeah and I mean, then I kept checking and it just kept scoring that honestly the city of Atlanta must feel so defeated because like. Think about it. They've had leads before. Look at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Dude, no. Twenty eight to three. You know what I saw, which what? is crazy? I what? sent I sent this to Kevin. I don't I don't know if I sent it to you or not. Um, I just saw stuff about social media about it and that just made me think of it when I said it. The Braves are choking <clears throat> excuse me. The Braves are choking at a level that exceeds even the most brutal of chokes. It's been two years, eight months, and three days since Super Bowl fifty one. The Falcons led twenty-eight to three in Super Bowl fifty-one. It suddenly all makes sense. That's crazy, dude. I I feel for that city, man. Like, that's really rough. And you know what's cra- like? It's still mind-boggling to me that the Dodgers and the Braves are both out. Honestly, it, we picked both of those teams to move on. Well, I just want to be honest. Like, we really goofed up these predictions. I know, but honestly. <laughs> We're not al- we're definitely not alone. Oh, we're not alone. Unless you were a card cards fan or a uh why am I playing or Nationals. cards fan or a Nats fan, sorry. Mm. I'm like so out of it. Well but, even wild card game, we both goofed up on that one. Too. Right. But even if you were a fan 
of those teams, like disregard those people, mm-hmm. everyone either had the Dodgers or the Braves or both mm-hmm. making it in. Oh, yeah. Both of those teams were very good. So, so Matt said yeah. this the other day, and I completely get behind it. Hear me out. Whoever wins the ALCS is winning the yes. World Series. Those are the two stronger teams. But listen, like I can get behind that statement, but at the same time, they, playoff te- baseball is so – as we've seen this so far this postseason, playoff baseball has been so crazy. Right, and we I'm not going to close off any opportunity to right. see some weird stuff happen. But well, We can say that, but these two teams just took down the two powerhouses. On, so. on paper, on paper, the winner of the ALCS wins the World Series on yeah. paper. But practical reality – I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm so yeah. excited to see where this goes. I'm really excited to see the matchup between the Nats and the Cards, man. That that's gonna be like. Do we just want to dive into the championship series predictions yeah, now? Let's do it right. right now? Yeah. Cards Nationals. This is going to. Here's the thing. I see this going one of two ways. Either one team just doesn't show up. Yeah. Or we get a seven game series that's better than the ALCS. Yep. Like. I'm thinking either it's going to be four or five games, or we're going to get one of the most memorable championship series yep. in recent memory. Because it's both well, things about it. Evenly both, matched both teams, two evenly matched teams, like the two underdog teams mm-hmm. are going against each other, and then in the ALCS, the two powerhouses of the AL are like, going against each other. I don't know who I want to win the NLCS just because like they're so evenly matched. Like yeah. I, part of part of me kind of leans towards the Cardinals, which for some people that might be a surprise <laughs> to hear, yeah. but that's also just me being a Met fan and being like fuck the Nationals. Right, but right. like, this is going to be such a good series. I'm really looking forward to because each team has their flaws, mm-hmm. but they're different flaws. Yep. Like the Nationals' ballpen's their flaw. The Cardinals' ballpen's we talk pretty about good. Jack Flaherty, real quick. Jack Flaherty's insane. Yet. He's, He's so good. He should. Here's the thing: after the Cardinals got all those runs, he shouldn't have pitched Game Five because now yeah. he can't pitch Game One. Yeah, and which kind of shocked me. And I, I remember I saying, I understand why he had to start Game Five. But the moment they got that giant lead... Take him out and start game one. Yeah, exactly. And when when the Astros scored their four runs last night, I texted Kim. I was like, we better hope it ends here. Because if they go up big like the Cardinals did, Cole's coming out and mm-hmm. starting game one. That's that's an Astros move, yeah. Yeah. But Garrett Cole's just too good. Yeah, and they kept, he pitched... A gem, as always. Yeah, so... What what do you think? I I really don't know what to tell you. Who's going to win cards or Honestly, like Nats. it's it's a tough series like but if I had to pick one, if I had to make one prediction on this series. <sighs> shit, this is uh, this is honestly very tough cuz in the AL I think it's a little a little bit more defined. Yeah. This one is such a crapshoot. But my prediction which I feel like I'm going to be horribly wrong at just because this is so equally matched. And there's this can go so many ways, but I'm gonna take take the Cardinals in seven. Wow! I want it to be one of those series. I don't want to see a quick series. I feel like <laughs> I don't want to see a quick series. I want to see two, seven very well, good games. What's what's harder to face? Cardinals had to face Kershaw, Bueller, and Ryu. Nationals had to face that. Not right. Cardinal Cardinals Here's had to the, face Cardinals. Cardinals have to face in this series now. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. That's hard. That's very hard. But if you can get to that bullpen, right. That that's that's the way. That's the way to win. The Nationals, I think, have here's the thing. The Cardinals have a very strong offensive lineup, and they proved that against the Braves. Yep. If they can use that lineup to exploit the Nationals bullpen, I think they're gonna do really well. Yeah. 
But I also, think the be... Nationals have the clutch factor. Yeah. That's that's what's going to help them. Out of the seven games, there's definitely going to be a game where the Cardinals just blow out the Nationals. Mm-hmm. That's one of my predictions. I have three bold takes for the series. You're going to see a game where one of the Nationals' big three goes eight shutout innings. Scherzer. Yeah. Either, I, I'm either saying Scherzer, Scherzer or Strasburg. Yep. You're going to see a game... <clears throat> Where the Cardinals score more than 10 runs. Yep. And you're going to see a game. <clears throat> excuse me. You're going to see a game where the Nationals walk it off. Yep. And I honestly. And I think you're going to see a game where Flaherty goes. Flaherty is. becomes a household name. Yep. I, I think we're going to see. This is going to be a big. This is going to be such a good series. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. But for see, this. like just that right there. They're so evenly matched because that was two pluses for the Cardinals and two pluses for the Nats. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's gonna yeah. be such a great series. All right, so let's talk about the uh, wow voice crack. Let's talk about the ALCS now. The ALCS. I'll give you my prediction right off the bat. I'm not gonna predict who's gonna win. Oh, all I have to say, all I have to say is, it's gonna be very difficult for the Yankees to beat the Astros. Yes, my prediction in the series. I. I want I want to say Astros in six, but I feel like I should say Astros in seven. Yeah. I think this will be a seven game series, and I'm I mean, just I'm gonna make the point that I just made for the other series. I'm gonna do here's what we're gonna see this series. I think we're gonna see a game where the Astros absolutely ball out with the bats. Yeah, because they'll sure. expose the Yankees at start, home. They'll expose the Yankees starting pitching. I think they'll do it under cold. Actually, here here's the thing. Uh, keep going. And then I, I think there's a game. Up between three and five when the Yankees are home, that their bats explode. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a game where Garrett Cole is pitching on the road and shuts down well, the Yankees. Hear, hear me and out. And shuts hear up me Yankee out. Stadium. Okay. I think the way, like, because they got to a game five, the Astros, the way that this all worked out is the best case scenario for the for In order for them to beat the Astros, if it does happen... This is the way it had to happen. Have the Astros go to a game five. Hear me out. I, if, I have a point I need to make, but If go. the Astros swept the Rays, mm-hmm. and then they got Cole and Verlander one and two, that's automatic wins. Now, I mean, Granky, and you've said it all along, and I'm not discrediting Granky. Mm-hmm. Granky didn't perform against the Rays away. No, he, he didn't. Granky will be home. Mm-hmm. That'll help him. It'll help him. But the Yankees this season have beat up on Greinke mm-hmm. when he was on the Diamondbacks, the day yeah. he got traded. But the Diamondbacks and Astros are two very different teams. Right. And listen, I, but, I understand what you're saying. Out of the three, he's the easier matchup. Right, do, do you also understand what I'm saying? Like, out of all the scenarios... That, yes, you don't want to face Cole game one or two. But the point I want to make is that you're facing Garrett Cole in your stadium. He's still one of the best pitchers. Right. He's, you're not going to rattle him. But he's I, that good. I'd rather... Watching the game last night, I'd rather face him in Yankee Stadium than face him... With the home crowd behind them, yeah. Oh my, that home crowd, the home crowd actually like adores Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he's he's so good. And like, here's the thing: like, obviously the Yankee fans, the bleachers creatures, are going to give him so much shit for no yeah. reason. But he's, I think he's going to shut them up. 2017, chanting Hurricane Harvey. Like, I I think he's going to shut them up very quickly. I, I think mean, he's too good. You know, I don't get me wrong. The Yankees have a firepower lineup, but as like, a Yankee fan, you got to be scared. Oh, I'm totally scared. As a Yankee fan, I don't want to agree with you. As a baseball fan, 
you kind of have to. I have to. Yeah. yeah like I, your hands kind of forced in that, you know? Yeah. But like also I, who's more scarier for you? Is it Garrett Cole or is it Justin Verlander? Because Verlander owns the Yankees. I know he owns the Yankees. And, and I, he's going to be – you got to assume he's pitching game two I went to a Yankees-Astros game this year, mm-hmm. and Verlander owned the Yankees. Yeah. So – Ever since he went to Houston, he has owned the Yankees. I know. So he'll go game two, probably. At home. Yep, at home. But all I got to think about two years ago, 2017, Yankees lost both first one game one, game two, won the next three, lost the next – Two. See, yeah, I get what you're the point you're trying to make. Where like if they go down 0-2, they can come but back. I, but two, it's not the this, same. This team. is a different Yankees team, and this is a much different Astros. I team. also want to say, it's the Yankees have changed a lot more than the Astros have changed in the last two three years. Yes, I mean you yeah. had Todd Frazier starting on the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. The Yankees have made more of like cosmetic changes i guess you could say and the ashos are more fine-tuned yeah that's like where i'm thinking like yeah the ashos are a fine-tuned machine where in 2017 like yeah they won the world series and all but they were still to an extent figuring things out yeah yeah. now they're very like fine-tuned you know they're an established team the yankees just did a cosmetic overhaul if that makes sense and the only thing that i really enjoy about the yankees lineup like obviously Excuse me. Obviously, the Astros lineup is very, very long. Yes. So was the Yankees, though. Yes. To have Gleiber and Urshela batting the at lineup, the, bottom of the, the lineup. lineups match up very well together. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a very interesting series. So I, I want to hear your take, though. I gave my prediction of Astros in seven. I want to hear yours. I know. I know you're probably going to have two different answers. But yeah, uh, I mean, or maybe maybe you have one answer. It's it's, it's it's really hard. As a huge Yankee fan, and having the trauma in 2017 of Yankees Astros happening, mm-hmm. like as a Yankee fan, I want to see Yankees in seven. Yeah, I understand that. But I, I've said this to you. And like, even like, hear me. I'm not trying to like. If you have a practical baseball fan approach, like, don't be afraid to say Yankees either. I don't want you to feel like you have to say Astros. Like, right. I understand what you're doing, and I just I just want to hear your just best baseball hear me take. Out. If the Yankees. Like, I don't want to say they're attacking the weak, the Astros at their weakest point right now, because I, I think that's over exaggerating. Their weakest point would be if Wade Miley started the game, right? But I well, think Wade Miley's not exaggerating it. But at the same time, you're not seeing Verlander or Cole game one, which is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, and you're going to be seeing Cole at home, which is also still Garrett Cole. I know it's still Garrett Cole. He's absolutely not human. But it's this is the best case scenario for the Yankees if they're going to beat the Astros. Before we jump off this, uh, if Garrett Cole pitches Game Three at Yankee Stadium and the Yankees do nothing within the first three innings, it's his game. Oh, for sure. If the Yankees can't strike early against Garrett Cole, he's going to be so but locked in. I I love how patient the Yankees have been, but Garrett Cole hits I, the spots. I know, I know. So. But if the Yankees, they just they have to be as patient as they were against the Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be very Just difficult. That I can it's going to be very very hard for the Yankees to beat the Astros. Very. Very. But if they were to do it, this is their best case scenario to do it. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's not cuz the Astros are still the Astros. They're still strong. Yes. You're still going to see all the guys and they're they're all 
100% healthy. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see him at different points. You're going to see Granky game one. You're going to see Verlander game two at home. That's probably a win for the Astros. Yes. I can't write off Granky winning the Astros at home. It's going to help that he's home. Yes. But I can't write and him off as a win. No. Something I want to make real quick. Like, I see, I've see. i seen this before in baseball, and I saw it with the Mets directly in 2015. The team that usually has the longer break doesn't have the momentum. The Astros are literally having yep. one day off than playing again. The Yankees have had, what, two, three days off before starting this? Like, more. <laughs> like for, Way more than that. Like, they had like tw- four days off. Yeah. Like, you, 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 you'll feel momentum, but, like, especially going into a visiting ballpark. Like, yeah. 2015 I saw it directly because the Mets swept the, car- the Cubs in the NLCS. Yeah. And the Royals played the Blue Jays to Game 7. Yep. The Royals had one day off. The Mets had, like, almost a week. Mm-hmm. And the di- and the Mets had to go to Kansas City. And that dynamic just – all the momentum was for the Royals. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen it before, and I've seen it, – it's happened in other series, too. I can, I can get behind that. Yeah. If, if you're playing short – if you're playing a longer series, you have that momentum to jump but, into another one. So, the Yankees didn't start Seve Game 1. Mm-hmm. Do they start him game one this this time around? No, just because you want to be careful with that arm. And he pitched game three. Even though he'll be going on three, four days rest, I would give the ball to Paxton because he's been on longer rest. He's if, probably threw a ball pen day. Like, Hear me out. Hear me out. Paxton and Tanaka. Well, Paxton exclusively pitches so much better at home than he pitches away. Mm-hmm. I, he was. I'm pretty sure he was seeing a sports psychologist in the beginning of the year because yeah. of his – Stress and everything. Yeah. I think it should go Tanaka, Sevi, Paxton. So Paxton can have that game three at home. Wow. That's. I know. I think you're sacrificing a potential win. By doing I know. That. I know. I know it's bold. It's probably mm-hmm. not what's going to happen, but just an idea. Because mm-hmm. I'd rather have Sevi Cole than Paxton Cole. I get that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Either way, we're going to have two very fun championship series coming out. I'm, I'm really excited for both of them. And uh, just real quick, let's touch on some other points going on in baseball right now. Uh, with the Braves' loss. Man, I'm dying, man. You I'm- are dying. You just coughed into that blanket so hardcore. <laughs> but after the Braves' lost, uh, catcher Brian McCann announces retirement. Good for him. You know, that, he, I, he's not a Hall of Famer, but good for him. It doesn't hit me hard, but I did watch him on the Yankees for yeah. a little bit. So, and as a Met fan, I saw him a lot, especially in his prime, and yeah. he was one of the most feared catchers. Yeah, like he was t- late two thousands, early twenty tens. He was he very was a feared. good all around catcher. He was very good. Yeah, he yeah. was a he was a catcher that would hit two eighty to two ninety, hit you twenty something home runs, bringing about seventy five to ninety RBIs. Like out of I, the catcher spot, I feel I'd like love that. catchers now. It's either like there's not too many. Rounded off catchers like that. No. It's either, either all defense or a lot of offense and not really good defense. I, I want. I was about to say, there's definitely those two, but I want to split it off into a third one because I think of some names. Yeah. Like, the third thing I think of is, like, they were kind of all around, but now they're just too old. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, Kurt a Buster. Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki was never really that good. No. In but my he, opinion. He is I was really thinking, old. like, Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, Yadier Molina. Like, yep. they can still catch, but, like, they were very well rounded at one point. Now they're just too old yeah. to be like, not not to say they're not productive, but like, you know, they're like not the players they once were. Yeah, you know, those two just popped out into my head specifically, and I'm sure there's more. Yeah, so that happened, and then Gabe Kapler, another managerial open. I'm not surprised though. I'm not the surprised Phillies that. had such you high expectations. That too, I think. Yeah. Oh, the Phillies had such high expectations. Yeah. 
But now there's that's what, there's like six managerial jobs open. I think I saw a stat the other day that 25% of the managerial jobs are open right now. Mm-hmm. So like that's absolutely crazy. I'm I think it's more than six, honestly. Hold on. Phillies, Mets, Padres. Those are three that are, uh Pirates, yep. Cubs, mm-hmm. Angels. It might just be six. I, thought I think it it's just six. I, unless I'm missing one right now. I can't think of another one off the top of my head, even though I feel like it could be obvious. But those are what I thought of. And do you think we're going to see managers with more experience get these jobs or younger managers get these jobs? Oh, there's eight. There's eight. Um, Mets, Cubs, mm. Angels, Padres. Yeah. Royals. Oh, that's right. Yes. Medios. Pirates. Mm. Um, Giants. Oh, that's right. Bruce Bochy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I forgot. So what MLB posted, this is their predictions of who's going to go where. I'm going to start from the other side. I'm going to do Mets last. Mm -hmm. Um, Bucks show out there. They have going to the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I don't don't know a lot of these guys. They they have here. I don't know. I don't know a lot of these managers by face, but um, the Cubs one is at an Astros coach. I can't point out. Well, you can just scroll down the article too. There's oh, probably right. names. Yeah, duh. Well, um, never mind. Oh my gosh, I'm so shocked. You, right you, wow. I know. Uh, so the Mets, they have Joe Girardi getting it. Yeah, that that's the dead giveaway. I I'd like to have Girardi. The I'd like to have Girardi. I think Joe Madden's kind of a pipe dream. I think he's dead set Angels, but. A name that got thrown around that I kind of like also is Dusty Baker. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want someone with that old schoolness mm-hmm. to go in there. But, but I, 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 I think like Girardi's going to gonna happen. I would like to see Girardi get a job. AJ Perzinski on the Fox broadcast because uh, Joe Girardi's been doing the games with AJ. AJ's been giving him a lot of crap. Like, you know. There, I, did you – I don't remember what game it was, but did you hear the question that um, Perzinski asked Girardi? He's like, no. like, he's like, oh, what do you think of Pete Alonzo? And Girardi's like, oh, you know, he's a really good player, rookie of the year, blah, blah, blah. And Przinsky's like, oh, are you going to hit him second in the lineup next year? Are you going to put him in this spot to like give Conforto more protection? Girardi's like, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> Last night, we had the TV muted for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I did pick up real quick. One of the commentators said to Girardi, oh, I guess you won't be coaching there next year or something like that. <laughs> that was probably Przinsky because he's right there with him. Um, the Cubs, they got Espada going to. Joe Espada. He's been mm-hmm. a Mangio candidate for a while. Um, Angels, Joe Madden. Yeah, dead giveaway. I think that's going to happen. They're just – he's he's going to sign there. He already does his interview, but the Angels are, quote-unquote, conducting more interviews. I think it's just due diligence. Yeah. Like, Madden's obviously going there. They got Ron Washington I love going Ron, to the Padres. I love Ron Washington. Yeah. I thought he was a great manager in Texas. I think – He's one of the best baseball guys. I saw a video the other day. He's infield coach for the Braves right now and mm-hmm. third base coach too, I want to say. Oh, when he was working with uh, Albies. Yeah. yeah. Like insane. Yeah. Like he really, he's a really smart guy. He's one of the best baseball minds. Royals, and I, they got uh, Matheny. Mike Matheny. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm surprised. Pirates, Bannister. Um, I love how we said before the podcast, let's not dive into all the coaches and where yeah. they're going. Like we were, we were like, all right, like let's just save McCann and the manager stuff. Let's not dive into that. <laughs> But here we are going really full in depth on it. Giants, uh, Garen? Hmm? G-E-R-E-N, Garen? Garen, I haven't I heard that I don't know who name. that is. Yeah. I haven't heard that name. Um, Maybe I'm just uncultured. I don't know. I'm trying to read now. I don't see it. Um, 
I'm seeing a lot of good names pop up, though, in general. Phillies, Showalter. Showalter. I'm seeing a lot of interesting names pop up. Like, there's uh, Derek Shelton, who's one of the Twins coaches. He's been a managerial candidate for a while. I know the Mets are going to interview him. Beltran has popped up a little bit. Here's the thing. It's funny, because Beltran's popped up, and then he's like, I don't want to manage. And now I think next week he has, like, a sit-down interview with the Mets or something. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. Here's my opinion on Beltron. I don't want him to be a manager yet. In a perfect world, Girardi's manager, Beltron's the bench coach. I want mm-hmm. Beltron to get that experience yep. of working with someone who has experience. I don't want because I just saw it firsthand with Mickey Calloway. I can see how badly it can go. Like, yeah. So do the Mets screw it up and don't get Girardi and get a no name, <sighs> or do they actually ball out and hear, hear me out? Get Girardi. Hear me out. I think Girardi's the obvious choice. The Mets are cutting up coupons like always because, you know, God forbid they, they quote-unquote, they just don't have quote-unquote money, but that's just so untrue because <laughs> they play in a big market. and yeah, they, they do. But I think... It would just make so I, much it, sense it, for it Girardi. It would make sense for Girardi to go to the Mets. He's managed in New York, but the Mets, because if, let's say Girardi wants $4 million a year, which for a manager is a little bit above average. Yeah. If let's say that he wants four million a year. I could easily see the Mets being like, "Oh well, we can give Joe Schmo a million a year, and get another half-assed team just to save money." And that's something the Mets would do. That it, it once if the Mets did that, I'm gonna be really pissed. But I'm like, it. I knew that was gonna happen. It makes sense for because his family probably lives in New York yeah, now, Jordan. and he still works at MLB Network. Yeah, and which is in New York, Secaucus, but okay, Secaucus, right. New Jersey, but it's right across the Same river. Thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would love, I would, I would love to it. see him again, man. That'd be cool. I would, I would too. I would right. too. I wow, th- I think we did it. I think we did. This it, was man. a good one. This one we don't have to uh, throw away. This was good. Yeah, this was good. All right. All right. Uh, see, see you guys, guys later. Next one.